0: Hello, and welcome to episode 225 of the Gaming Fix podcast on June 4th, 2022. I am your host, Andre Cole, aka The Wet Gamer, aka your partner's favorite band from the mid-2000s. I'm joined today by Allison.
1: Uh, I mean, they're still my favorite band, but I love the new pornographers uh, greatly, and I became aware of them in the mid-2000s, so... I, I still have a lot of affection for a lot of the music I listened to when I was in high school, which I think a lot of people do. Um, but they're still my favorite band, and I've seen them live several times, and it's always been great. So, um, yeah, Best my right. favorite
0: band. What favorite song? Uh, of that like time period? Could you think oh, of like God. one that's like the most 2007 new pornographer 2007
1: song? song. Yeah, ooh, ish. Ooh. Um, there's the uh, Dan Behar song from their third from their third album, um, Twin Cinema, uh, "Jackie Dressed in Cobras," and that's probably that was like my favorite song at the time, and it's still one of my favorite songs that they do. So,
0: sure, all right, and Pat. I feel oh, like I know favorite, what this answer is gonna be, but
2: my, my favorite band is Coheed and Cambria and they like rose to prominence in the mid two
0: thousands. Oh okay. Well that that wasn't what I was expecting for that time period. But okay. What Jim, were you that expecting? All... I was I was thinking you might say my chemical romance.
2: Well that's number that was the other that's the other uh-huh. Wikipedia tab that I have pulled <laughs> open. <Yeah.
3: laughs>
0: of course. Um, uh, yeah. So would that be around the time Coheed started was you know, yeah, they were a they were seven
2: two thousand five. Bang on, they they were. Oh well,
0: Coheed, I mean, yeah, you know.
2: it, Co-Heed was formed in nineteen ninety five. However,
3: oh, yeah, but I mean, were, if they were your okay, your favorite at that time called, period, it doesn't matter.
2: In the from ninety five to two thousand one, they were called Shibuti. They weren't called Coheed. Shibuti. Yeah, and then <laughs> then they they renamed themselves, and their first album came out in two thousand one. Okay, yeah. But their second album is the first one anybody really knew anything about. Mm-hmm. That didn't come out until 2004, so.
0: Favorite, favorite song from that time period, if you travel back in your mind's that's eye to that time.
2: A, that is a, uh, a hell of a... My favorite album of theirs is still Good Apollo 4, which came out in 2005. Uh, okay. So, but uh, my favorite song, I think, of theirs is The Crowing, which is on the, the album before that, that came out in 2003.
0: Sure, sure.
2: Uh, yeah. So, The Crowing. Go listen to The Crowing
3: <laughs>
2: by Coheed and Cambria. Uh, okay, I'll
0: define. You're killing me with this, these demands, Pat. Just yep. breaking
2: my balls. Look, uh, I, I fought back from the brink of COVID. Well, not the brink of COVID. From the, <laughs> having COVID to tell you, life's too short to not listen to The Crowing.
0: All right. Yeah. COVID is here and uh, Coheed and Cambria will persist whether we have COVID or not. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And uh, video games also persist. (laughs) And, you know, there's never been a better time to play video games, some might say. And uh, let's see, I wasn't on this week or last week, rather, and I did not hear about. Ejudin Chronicle Rising, which I have been curious about, because it's on Game Pass, but uh, yeah, so Allison, please enlighten me uh, somewhat, you know, don't don't go into too much detail, probably. You talked about it last week.
1: Yeah, so I um, finished it not too long after the I finished the podcast, so um, there's more stuff I could get into uh, to get all the achievements but I'm, I'm done with all of the quests and side quests and the main story so I'm just kind of like you know I, th- I think I'm good um but yeah so it's the prequel to the new um Aiden Chronicle 100 Heroes which is coming out next year and is the kick-started um spiritual successor to the End games uh and Aiden Chronicle Rising um I think it ended up taking me to until about like eighteen hours or so to get through um, okay. basically all of that. So it's yeah, it's not like a terribly long game, but it's also you know, I it's think not a JRPG. It's actually, <clears throat> well, it's you. you, you I am not a
0: JRPG length. <laughs> It no, is not forty no. to uh, but, but two hundred hours.
1: There's a fishing mini game, so it's a JRPG. Um, but uh, yeah, so it, so it's it's which I think is actually that's kind of the perfect length for, for exactly what it is because I feel like any longer and I would have been like, okay, I get it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so this is um, unlike those. Uh, this is a side-scrolling action RPG uh, where you play. Um the main character is CJ and then there and then you get a couple of other characters who can who you can uh switch between while in combat which leads to some fun combos and things like that. Uh and you're building up this town and trying to uncover some of the mysteries of this town. Um it, it's it's interesting cuz you do start seeing where the prequel aspect of it is especially in some of the overarching lore and um you know what's going on in in the uh overarching uh like country you're in and everything so you start see, you see you see that and you go okay yeah that's going to lead into some of the like political stuff that's going to happen in the uh main game um but other than that it's it's pretty uh I, it it is still a good self-contained game i mean it's it's the first game released so it it kind of have to be um, but it's a little bit, uh, before the podcast, Andre mentioned hearing that it was a little bit fetch questy. Yeah, it is. Um, but it, I it, it doesn't feel necessarily too egregious for me. Um, mostly because it was, I was playing it on Steam Deck. So it was just kind of like a chill game to play while I was watching something else. So it's, so I'm just like, okay, you know, I'm going to go to this specific area, and I have like four quests that I have in this area, so I can kind of run through those and um find this find these items, kill these enemies and stuff, and then go back so It's not necessarily like the most interesting quest design, but I think there's enough um that uh makes you wanna go forward, especially with collecting items so that you can grow your town. Grow the town as well as uh, get new weapons and be able to access more areas. Like the kind of um, progression is satisfying enough that it is willing. To, you're willing to push through the uh, quest design being kind of mediocre, basically. So it's it's. I I don't know if it's necessarily going to be a game for everyone, um, but I, I I had fun with it. I mean, I, I I did complete all of it because I just wanted to see that and it was um i i really liked the character writing in particular um and the i i i genuinely became pretty invested by the end of it in um the characters involved so it made me excited for the uh sequel um because i think that from what it sounds like it's going to be a pretty different game but if it has that same kind of level of um writing and charms and i'm i'm really excited to see where they go with the actual main game
0: is, is that, so i'm reading this story about the announcement of the release date of this game and there's a character named guru and yes. is this character a kangaroo oh
1: 100
3: mm-hmm. okay he's
1: I, like he's sure. the second person of your party He's like kind of the heavy, um, mm-hmm, where mm-hmm. where CJ's pretty light, and uh, who's the first one you get, um, and can dash. Uh, guru is just kind of like the the more powerful, slightly slower character mm-hmm. that you play with. But uh, but yeah. Um,
3: sure. You get Isha, who's the just, magic that's, user.
0: That's just like, you can't just call it Kangaroo Guru. Sure, you can. What's
2: wrong with that? Yeah. Hi. What's it's your problem? Just, I just like, I feel, it seems like. One of your favorite pieces of media is a show where like two people like do a dance mm-hmm. and then they turn into one person whose name is the combination of the other yeah. two people's name. Yeah. And
0: cause it's because it's the person is a combination of the two people. Like, I I don't know what you. And a
2: kangaroo is a kangaroo. So you call a kangaroo? Yeah. But
0: I don't, I don't call everybody I meet man for like a sh- no, you shortened don't call version of
2: me, man. Yeah. But, but if I one person was, so,
3: some people you met are a named person Guy, named Sapien, I don't know.
2: Yeah, there's people named Guy, exactly.
3: Mm.
2: Or if your name was if you somebody was named Sapien, would you be like, you can't be named that?
1: I I refuse to call you that.
0: I I would. I if if I encountered someone who wrote someone named Sapien in a fiction, I'd be like, come on, what do you do? Come on, be a little more creative with this name here. Like, just
2: so you must be Star Wars must just make you really mad. Uh, The gulpo Shido or whatever can. (laughs) (laughs) I I. I I can't muster any
0: feelings about Star Wars beyond wow those that
2: last movie really fucking sucked. We we just hit the part in Clone Wars where uh, Savage (laughs) Oppress (laughs) shows. Yeah,
1: that's right. (laughs) I love how dumb
2: he is. I mean, he's really fucking mean. I'll tell you that.
1: Yeah, no, he's.
3: He's rad, but is, there, it's there is the whole thing like, to it's, people, so it makes sense. M-
2: yeah. It's more
0: creative than a kangaroo named Garoo. Uh, well, yeah, that's that's is that it, is Winnie the Pooh hundred acre wood uh, level well, what's, naming.
3: You, uh, I what's see the no problem issue with that. With
2: that? Uh, you, no, are you okay. telling me you have a problem with Piglet? No, because the that's Guru Winnie the Pooh. A,
3: this is
0: not Winnie the Pooh. A,
1: has a well, good character arc. He's very lovable. He's, uh,
2: I, I have no issues. The
1: edges, I take no issue
2: can... with Guru. I think you have to. Play I, t- this I, game take, out. I take.
0: I take issue feel... with the writers
2: who who named Guru. Well, it's a Japanese writing team, right? So
1: exactly, I... yeah. So there. So it's like if you're playing it in Japanese, you're probably like, "Wait, what is kangaroo in Japanese? Is it yeah. just kangaroo?"
0: I'm, I'm looking it up. It's kangaroo. Okay. Okay, that I was
1: uh-huh. like I said that I was like, wait a minute, that's probably a lone word and sure uh-huh. enough. Yep. Um,
2: yeah. So, yeah so. I don't have an issue with it. He looks sick. He's like Orin, but he has but he's a kangaroo He has <laughs> a big fucking sword.
1: <laughs> big fucking sword, I'd
2: actually oh, he's actually, he's actually a lot like Orin. He's oh, almost uh-huh. he's he's basically Orin. Okay. Final Fantasy X. Mm-hmm. He doesn't wear his arm as... Oh, does he? He kind of does in this shot. Oh, yeah. He's, he's got like an eye. His eyes cover. Wow, this is just Oran. Wow. So I don't see what the problem is. Because the only thing that you could do to Oran to make him better is make him a kangaroo.
0: And keep his name as Oron. I'm, I'm literally... I'm only taking name well, issue with the naming convention. <laughs>
2: the him. retroactive copyrighted and the same thing is another thing Well, oh, hey that's i'm glad we've I'm not... gotten to the important piece of yeah conversation around this game
0: well, we can we can come back to final fantasy later maybe uh <laughs> yeah, but, but uh a... this is not the only jrpg you've been playing
1: nope uh
0: <clears throat> you have you've have taken a note from sam's book I don't. Trails I don't even is know back where,
1: for the podcast. Which trail?
0: Right. Which trails is this? There are like uh, how many? Trails I don't know how many guy, series. Is, okay, is that
1: which is okay?
0: The okay.
2: first
1: the, of this basic yes. series. Like is um, that the
2: one Pat is playing? Yes. Yes. Okay. Has has been playing for two years. Sure. Uh, yeah. Okay.
1: I played like a little bit of it. Like. Uh, couple years ago and then now I'm playing it more in earnest on my Steam Deck, which is very it's a good Steam Deck uh, game. A very good Steam Deck game despite them saying that it's not supported. But it's it's, it's kind fine. of perfect for Steam yes. Deck, honestly. Um and uh, it's been really f- it's been really fun. I really I'm like I, I'm like playing game. this and I'm like and I'm like i I feel like I could be getting into the Trails series. It's my
2: favorite—it's my favorite combat I've played in a JRPG. I think it's a
1: good combat. It's, it's a like really good. good combat, actually, mm-hmm. um, because it has—it's um, not just like kind of the standard turn based combat, but it has a lot of um, kind of it moving parts. To, well, I mean, it is term-based, but it's standard. not like standard. Yeah. Like it's—it's it's like you know there, there's el- there's elements of kind of like a. Like a tactic game because you have like a physical space you can move around in and you have to make sure that you're, um you know, a place where you can attack the enemy or you, um you know, can do magic, but magic takes time to set up. And it if you can, if you get distracted, then you stop casting the magic or you can do these crafts, which don't take time. But if you have your craft gauge go up to 100, then you can get like a free a freebie attack so you don't necessarily want to use those it's like there's there's like a fair amount of strategy involved in in like a fun way um and it's uh it doesn't feel like it's um you know just kind of gonna be okay with just some boring combat it's really you can't
2: just attack over and over and over again you really have to think about how you approach the battles and like some of the battles you can because they're easier but most of the battles when you get to a new area every time you get to a new area there's an arc of like oh I actually have to try with these fights right? as you kind of level up a little bit and then not that you have to grind you pretty much never have to grind in that game Um, and then you get strong enough that you can sort of walk all over most of the enemies walking around in a chapter but then the story fights get challenging Um, and like I had one battle that I was like, I don't know how I'm going to beat this. I was getting killed before I even got a chance to do anything. But then I did like, I don't even know if I would call it grinding because it was like five minutes and uh, leveled up one more time. The two main characters and then went back in with a strategy and like crushed it. It was really, it's a really good feeling.
1: Yeah, no, it's 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 really it's really good combat. It's it's Uh-oh. um, so it's it, it's really good combat. Um the aesthetics of like kind of the top down, um it this is kind of like one of my ideal type looking types of games. I don't know why, but there's something about kind of the the way this game looks, even if it's it's not necessarily, you know, modern that it, oh, it just fine, kind yeah. of appeals to me in a very specific like specific yeah. way um so it's it's really fun to look at the, the writing and the story is, is good so far i'm really i'm already invested in what's going on um they've set up in a a cool a cool mystery so far and um <clears throat> has kind of the um thing that you've see, that i've seen in a, in other games before but i i think is really appealing is is the kind of world where There's peace between the countries, but it's very, very tenuous uh, and recently fought for. And so everybody's kind of like walking uh, like, uh, you know, not trying to make this uh, explode into war again. So it's it's and, you know, it'll probably inevitably explode into war again. But it's uh, it's I'm I'm already invested in the story and it's it's just a really a really good game um and
3: yeah.
1: something I'm really enjoying uh it's still listed as unsupported on the Steam Deck and literally the only issue I had was that the um audio wasn't fully synced for the anime opening video it still played the entirety of the video
2: it, um, and that's even they've it's even been in, I don't know how they do it but I don't think they do it game by game necessarily but when I first launched it it wouldn't even play the video at all
3: so yeah, now and now it's it plays up to a video being out of
2: sync. Which is but
1: like fine. the um, the music uh, finishes before the the sure. movie, the, so it, it's the, like
2: it's literally just an anime theme song opening too. It's not like mm, a story yeah.
3: scene.
1: No, 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 no. And and you can find it on YouTube super easy. How, how much?
2: Um, how much quicker does the
0: audio finish?
1: Uh not not too. It's it, it finishes okay. maybe like like 20 seconds i mean it it, it is pretty significantly That's delayed weird. where, you, where the, the music like at one point was like kind of swelled and i was like why are you doing it on this image this is weird <laughs> and then it's like oh okay you're you're this is this was out of sync yeah. um, the video is
2: probably slow is what it is, is yeah yeah at normal speed and the video encoder is not like Talking yeah. to Proton correctly because I think it's like QuickTime video or something. It's like an old video. Sure. It's
1: it's yeah. I, I mean the the game originally came out in what 2004. Um, yeah.
2: And it was a PSP game originally. I want to say.
1: Yeah. Or or, I th- or was it originally PC and then? Maybe went it might to have been PSP? PC first. I don't know. I don't know. I think it was first um,
2: released in the West on on.
1: PSP, on PSP. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, but I mean, that's the only issue I've run into, um, with playing this on, on, uh, Steam Deck and, which is, uh, pretty remarkable considering they say that it's unsupported like straight up say, like, uh, it's, it's, some of this doesn't function on Steam Deck when it's like, well, that's the only thing that really doesn't function. Um.
2: Sam's not here. So we can talk about this, and and we don't have to get any comments from the peanut gallery about... (laughs) I don't want to fucking hear about it. There's... The Trails series is really simple. There's Trails in the Sky, Trails in the Sky, second chapter, Trails in the Sky, the third. 358 over two. No. It's not that kind of (laughs) bullshit. As much as I love that stuff, it's not. Then there's the Crossbell games, which is Trails from Zero and Trails to Azure, and then there's Trails of Cold Steel. That's...
0: Are, yeah are, the I mean, crossbow games aren't those like coming to the states soon they're not in the states yes. yet or, or not of us, like I they are already they've already arrived but yes mm-hmm, in mm-hmm. theory basically, yeah but
3: like
0: official team, western translation or localization or
2: well they're the they bought, or there's a chinese localization or like a so international no, so localization the, so the way that it went was there's a group there's a translation group called GeoFront that does mm. professional quality localization work. Nice.
0: They're the ones in they, Final Fantasy VII,
2: right? That's the uh <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh uh they uh they um translated Trails from Zero and Trails to Azure and like with no no funny business and and some of us purchased those games through the Chinese marketplace that you can buy them through in yes, order yes. to legally own them to use the GeoFront translations. They then are supporting Fal- the CCP. I see how it is. Then Falcom yes. bought the translations for those two games from GeoFront. And then uh. they pulled them from their website and are now, like, releasing them. But the bullshit thing is the translation's done. Like, I
3: uh-huh. have them.
2: I, I, I Like, I'm... I Yeah. Legally have that stuff to play when I get to it, but they're not releasing Trails from Zero until like 2020, fall 2023. No, I
1: think not... Trails from Zero is is fall this year, and then Trails to Azure is next year.
2: Uh, maybe that's not as bad. I thought for sure that
0: they well, because they're also doing like the the console versions, right? So
2: yeah not not to say that that excuses anything but it's yeah, uh, you're right trails from zero is coming out this year which makes it a little less bad
1: yeah because i because i'm uh thinking okay um it's gonna take me a while to go through uh the trails in the sky games so by the time i'm done with those it probably will be able to play um trails to zero the- uh wait for the official um uh azure and then um trails from zero trails to azure i get those mixed up um um and then and then be and then go th- to the trails in the sky or sorry uh trails of cold steel um but yeah i know it's it's a pretty like in terms of order to play it's pretty straightforward and um, what's,
2: one of the things that's cool like you're saying there's two um main nations that kind of border each other Erebonia and Liberal. Mm-hmm. And or Liberal, what I don't know, it's just no voice acting, so I don't know how they say it. But like Liberal is in Trails in the Sky. <clears throat> Iberia. No, it's No, it's L I B E R L. Liberal is I think how you're supposed to say it. Yeah. Uh the and, and in that, you're basically playing as like anime witchers kind of um okay. because they're like mercenaries who primarily fight monsters. Uh they don't have genetic stuff done to them but,
3: final
0: fantasy uh, 8
2: sure uh similar theme um <laughs> and then the Trails of Cold Steel is is Erebonia and you play as the other people in the other country so it's kind of mm-hmm. cool because you get to see the story from both sides and Crossbell is like a city that's right in between them that's neutral and so Trails from Zero and Trails to Azure are kind of set there
1: yeah, and and from what I understand there's like some level of um like timeline crossover and everything. Oh,
2: yes, yeah.
1: Like pretty pretty significantly, but it's it it's not like which one do I play first? It's it's ideally you go from Trails in the Sky yes. to Cross Bell to uh um, Those Cold Steel. characters
2: show up in Cold like as far as I know, like Joshua and Estelle are characters in I'm Drill so Cold excited. <laughs> uh, I will
1: I will freak out. Um... the
2: ol- the only problem with that game with Trails in the Sky, I think like I think it's fantastic, probably. It's taken me a long time to finish it, but it's not because it's not good. It's just It's also like a way... very long game. Yeah. Well, the... it's weird cuz it's not really like it's 45 hours ish. The issue with it is it gives you so many good places to like put it down that yeah. I'm like, "Oh, I played it. I played this for like three hours this weekend, I can put it down and I'll pick it up in, a, in another couple of weeks. But it's not really the fault of the game, it's just, like, the storytelling is done in, like, really convenient chunks, Uh so it just makes for a good game to kind of pick up and put down. But, um, like, I'm, I've not restarted it in the two years I've been playing it, I just, the story's so memorable it's easy to keep, it, to keep up with it. The only thing I don't like about that game is there's, like, I don't fucking know why this needs to be a thing all the time, but there's like an adopted brother sister situation that is like, dude, just fuck off. Uh, it's, it's, I don't like that part of it, uh, but whatever. Aside from that, it's great.
0: All right. So, uh, Pat continues to make his way through trails of cold steel. Allison will quickly, oh, I'm sure, overtake or er, trails in the sky. I'm I'm sorry. It's
2: How far trails, are you trails? Realizing? Trails? Trails?
1: Uh, not too far. I mean, I just got to Bose. Um,
2: okay.
1: Uh, yeah. Well, I I just I just spoke like I I'm doing the investigation stuff there. Spoke to the guy who hates bracers, and he's like, ah, you bracers. And then mm-hmm. um, I just finished that and met the new guy who is flirting with literally everything that moves.
3: Ah,
2: he's he's a, he's good. Uh, he's he is good. Funny. I like him. Uh the one thing I will tell you is that you if you want to get every weapon in the or the best weapons in the game, you have to talk to every single NPC in the entire game.
1: Yeah, see, Don't that's the thing a single that kind
2: one,
3: of That's the then... thing that
1: made me really Anxious about playing this game, and one of the things that like is 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 a good thing about this game, but also like like kind of overwhelmed me, and that's why it took me so long to actually get into this. Is I think it's stupid. Uh, that's
2: that's the other bad thing.
0: About does the game. Is that there, is any that of that carry over? To,
1: like, um,
0: hmm, like. So this stuff carries over to the like Correct. sequel games. Like Correct. Trails in the Sky 1 yes. to 2 those weapons and yes. stuff can carry over.
1: Oh, I don't think the weapons do they?
2: Yes, the only way what? you cannot get the ultimate weapons for the characters unless you speak to I'm exaggerating a little bit, but Mother basically Tucker. unless you speak to every NPC in every single game and the save carries through 1 2 and 3. What and it fucking sucks! You should just get over it. You don't need them to beat the game. Yeah, I don't need those. I, I, I don't need those. I'm
1: just telling myself they don't well, even because, look cool. Like, it's, it's one of the things that's oh, well. Then what the, the
2: fuck's kind of
0: the point? What the point? that is that um, is a cardinal sin.
1: But, but yeah, so that's one of the things about those games is um, it, it's a little overwhelming because what's great is that um, all of the characters, like all the NPCs, have unique dialogue that changes as you play the game. So it's not just like the standard thing. It's like you know, there's there's like a, st- a lot of dialogue in that game, and there's a lot of character stuff, Um uh, and, and the characters living their own lives, and it's really cool. But I was just like, like I don't want to miss anything, and I don't want to do it. Like, but I just kind of was like, I just I I told myself I just need to get over it, play it as much as I yeah. want to, enjoy the story, talk to the NPCs <laughs> that I want to speak to, and just kind of like.
3: You
2: aren't the out. other, the other thing. You could do is use a guide because it's not every NPC, it's like 10 specific NPCs over the course of the game, but they're randomly placed around. It's like, and they're only available for like, like, there's the one that I found out about, and then I was like, this is fucking stupid. Is there's you go into a bar at one point and you talk to the you're supposed to go in and talk to the horny guy that you mentioned, um, but there's a person. Standing in the corner of the bar, totally nondescript, and he's only in that one. Your window is when you walk into the bar. You have to talk to him before you talk to Horny Dude, or else your window is closed. That's fucking. Actually, (laughs) I think I did talk to everybody in the
1: bar before I talked to. Wait, or did I?
3: You would have gotten. No, I think I talked to
1: Horny Dude, and then I talked to everybody in the bar, and then I talked to him again. Shit.
3: Yeah. It's, Anyways, you,
1: like, I, I, I'm I'm over it. I don't need to do that.
0: Yeah, yeah, just just, like, just let it. Why? I don't know why. Mind. I mean, I know why they did this because they wanted to like incentivize people to buy the guides, so that way, like, well, and you know, if you want to get the, to, if you want to get all to the weapons, you gotta to play it again. Sh- sure, but I think that also gets people to buy guides. I don't know if guides were, I mean, they were still in vogue at the time uh, when this came out. I guess. Uh, it, Because, I mean, Final Fantasy X had the same shit with some of the weapons, like Wakka's weapon you couldn't get unless you won a Blitzball game at the very, like, in the initial tournament thing. And that's just, like, if you miss that, then you can never get his ultimate weapon, and you have to play the shitty Blitzball game and win when you're just learning how it works, uh, which is hard. Uh, So, yeah, uh,
2: be better games these old games be better? Well, yeah, I mean, I don't think Cold Steel has the same issue., yeah. I think they learned that that was a stupid thing, but and it doesn't matter yeah. the weapons barely they look they're like different colored. they don't really change because of the visual style of the game. They just just doesn't really have nah. room for like lots of changing because in battles, the characters look the same as they do on the world map. It's not like they it's not like Final Fantasy where it zooms into the battle and they're like, sure no longer. Chibi-ish looking, um, but it's fine. I, I choose not to be bothered by it. <laughs> okay.
0: Well, uh, I'm sure we can find something you are bothered by in one of the games that you've brought today. I don't. I don't. Maybe not. I don't know. I mean, then they're not perfect. But sure. Well, let's let's hit it off with all of the negative aspects of.
2: I don't know what you want to talk about. Well, do you want to... Do you want to hear about planes or not planes? <laughs> <laughs> got to hear about planes eventually. Might as well. Okay. So, I, I, after our discussion last week, I did... Um, before I got COVID, I played a bunch of DCS. I purchased the Be the Maverick... Digital... Or whatever the fuck... Digital Combat Simulator. Wait, okay, DCS, yeah.
0: For some reason in my head, I was like reversing the S and the C in the acronym. I was like, what's digital Digital, simulator combat?
2: (laughs) Digital sports casting. Um, Calzone. Yeah. uh, So I've been, I primarily was flying the fa 18. I flew a little bit of the F 14, but mostly the 18. uh, And had a lot of fun with that module for DCS. It's like, If you are, if my conversation last week was enough to get you interested in like simulation combat aviation, I think the FA 18 is the module to start with for DCS because it has super comprehensive tutorials. So you don't actually have to read the 500 page manual. You can just jump into the tutorials and you'll need to play them a few times to kind of absorb the information, but they're really good. And that thing is quite the aircraft to fly it kind of flies itself, so you don't really have to, like, you have to get good at it if you want to get really good at it, but it's hard to, like, fuck it up. It's not like the P-51, which was the other plane I spent a lot of time with in DCS, which is a World War II plane. That thing, you can't, like, climb too fast or it'll stall really easily and stuff like that. It's hard to dogfight with it. The F-18 is, like, pretty much whatever you tell it to do, it'll figure it out. Uh, It's very hard to push it to its limit. Um, you tend to push the pilot, you, you black out from G forces before you really screw up the plane, uh, which is pretty wild. Uh, but yeah, the tutorials in that are really cool. Um, it's pretty horrifying that that aircraft exists and that other aircraft like it exists. I think it's a little, Mm -hmm. you got (laughs) to point out that it's pretty fucked up that Human beings can climb into those things and do the stuff that you can do with them, but it's also pretty cool that it has a missile that you can just shoot off, and then it'll find something within 10 miles to blow up. Uh, you, you don't even tell it what to blow up. It just but, goes, that looks good, and then <laughs> skitters off and blows it up. Sure. I... You can lock a target for it, too. If
0: you yeah, want to, yeah, okay. I'm just, you know, uh, the... The audacity of just eh, find something in ten miles
2: to blow up. I don't know. Oh yeah. That
0: yeah. <laughs> is such I a mean, large space aircraft, to just be like, ah eh, figure aircraft, something. Out. Yeah. It's
2: mm-hmm. not gonna like go blow up a school unless you tell it to. Um but uh it it will it Thanks, will a friendly aircraft if you don't give it a target. So you do need to point it in the right direction a little yeah. bit. Uh but uh yeah, it's <clears throat> the biggest thing that the interesting thing about the F eighteen is that to, in a simulation, to get good at flying it is really about, in combat, is really about how well you can manage the computer. Because the computer is like where all of the target selection and stuff is happening. And it's not like a video game where you just push the T key or like the Y button and then it cycles through targets. You have to actually like look at their signatures, their radar signatures, identify what target is what and then select the target using the computer and then uh, getting in range and stuff and, and, and acquiring the lock and everything. But it's pretty cool. Um, apart from the whole, like, it's not cool at all because <laughs> the United States military is an imperialist hell machine and shouldn't have this stuff. But, yeah, you know, yeah. in terms of a video game, it's pretty cool.
0: Uh if only so, they were limited to video games or not exactly, machines of war. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. that would be. That you know, if is. they were, if they, if it was the
2: Blue Angels only, they <laughs> wouldn't <laughs> have the cool missiles that blow stuff up. So I don't know. I'm kidding. I yeah, wish, yeah. I, I wish we didn't have missiles in yeah. the real world. Yeah. Uh, um. uh The. That's what that John Lennon song is about, right? Imagine there's no missiles or. Uh, Except, for Angels, no. <laughs> Except for the Blue Angels, <laughs> but, who now have missiles. Except for the Blue Angels, it's them to shoot fireworks off. Exactly. Uh, exactly. Yeah, um, <laughs> but uh, I can't land that fucking thing on an aircraft carrier. It's not. I. You, I learned this. They just put this into DCS <clears throat> into the F eighteen because they still update the modules and stuff well after they come out. That's why they're so expensive. Uh, they, the military developed an automatic carrier landing program for the F-A-18 where the plane just lands itself on an air, a moving aircraft carrier.
0: Well, where's the and, fun in that?
2: And the AI got so good at landing the plane that the tail hook, which is the thing that catches the wire that slows the plane down. Because mm-hmm. the way aircraft carrier landings work is the plane hits the deck and then catches a wire with a hook that's attached to it. And that like stops the plane. Because the plane, the plane can't stop on its own mm-hmm. that short yeah. distance. The tail hook the, 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 the AI was so accurate that the tail hook would strike the same spot on the deck which wasn't like what it was designed reinforcement, to do. <laughs> yeah. With, even with reinforcement, it was causing too much wear and tear on aircraft carrier decks. So they had to program in a variance so that the AI would like fuck up a tiny bit, mm-hmm. just like be off by at least a few inches because otherwise it was just going to wear a hole in the deck of an aircraft, of the <laughs> aircraft carrier. Wow. It's wild. Uh, because human beings don't do that; they never hit the no, same yeah, spot. No, yeah, it's impossible with that degree of accuracy. Uh, it's, the computers are fucking scary, man. Uh,
0: never should never have taught Sam to think.
2: And we're talking like you know how in like the Lexus commercial, they push the button and then the the car just reverses into the parallel parking spot, and it's like, mm-hmm. th- that's what we're talking about here. The pilot pushes a button and the plane goes okay, landing on the aircraft carrier. <laughs> it's. <laughs> Super fucked up.
3: Uh,
0: Where, well, like, we're gonna lose out on like the Rockstar pilots because if they don't have to land on aircraft carriers, like, what is gonna be like the thing that you know puts hair on their chest? That's you know, it's uh, no fun.
2: Uh, blowing up a hospital with a Predator drone. Ah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. From oh. a trailer in Texas. Yeah, right, right. Don't right, worry, yeah. don't worry. They'll still get there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, DCS very good very good simulation environment if you're interested in this stuff. I'm I'm excited to keep learning how to fly this thing and uh and and eventually get in the F14 as well. The F14 going you go from the F18 to the F14 and you're like, "Oh baby, this was designed in the 60s." <laughs> oh man. Uh it is uh the F14 is a is is aged compared to the F18 and it's pretty funny. Um but it's very cool. The whole point of that thing is not so much to be like, "I want to fly the best plane." It's like, no, 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 no. Sure, the best plane's fun to fly too, but give me the ship box that it's, like it's, barely functions and let me figure out how to.
0: It's like all on. your other your racing sims, where it's like you don't necessarily want to drive all the newest fast cars. You want to drive the nineteen sixties
2: like stock cars or whatever, right? Well, and the thing with the with racing sims is you do at least want some kind of like. Parody. you don't want to drive unless you're going for something specific i only say this because we're driving a car that is hard to get performance out of in a race this weekend but sure. yeah you, you you do want to be competitive like yeah, you race yeah, against yeah. people. you don't want to come down far down the order with dcs there is multiplayer lots of people like it's, mm-hmm. it's 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 active and everything and you can get typically the way multiplayer in that game works is that you like set up with someone like, Hey, do you want to do this scenario or whatever? Um, but if it's like, you want the, ch- you want the extra challenge, I guess, of figuring out how to deal. If there's like a historical mismatch between aircraft that saw combat against each other, that's interesting. It's, yeah. it's not like if, if, if there was a, if the Mercedes GT three car was way, 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 way better than the BMW, at a certain track, in I racing, and we were picking a car for an enduro. We picked the Mercedes because it's like, why make it harder on ourselves? Why go out of the way to make it harder on ourselves? But in the case of DCS, it's all like more about historical, the interesting things about historical aviation, and like the mismatches throughout history are, are kind of part of the thing that makes it entertaining to revisit. So it's it's cool, uh, but that thing. God forbid, we talk about it all the time, God forbid iRacing ever figure out, like, that DCS exists. Because iRacing right now is, like, 15 bucks for a car, uh, or 12 bucks for a car, and, like, 15 for a track. DCS is, like, $70 for a plane. And then you got to get maps. The maps are, like, 50 bucks a piece. Uh, now, mind you, the maps are, like... Ten thousand square miles, like the maps are like half of Iran or something. Like it's, mm-hmm. they're they're not they're not like we're not talking like a battlefield map. We're talking like every battlefield map in history ever made would fit inside one of these maps. Sure. Uh, so, uh, but you gotta get the maps because, and then you gotta buy the campaigns also if you want to do like single player campaigns. Which the campaigns are the cheap part. They're like ten ten to fifteen bucks, but. Mm. If, to get up and running and fly an F eighteen campaign, you could easily need to spend like a hundred and fifty dollars, uh, which is yeah, uh, pretty penny. Yeah. When you're also talking about buying throttles and sticks yeah. and rudder pedals and track IRs and all that kind of stuff. Uh-huh. And yeah, the uh, cockpit setup. I'm sure you've got.
3: Yeah, I just <laughs> have
2: a. I have a. I have a stick mount. Uh, that like. Use a visual aid. It's great for podcasts. I I just kind of like stick hmm. this mount on my desk. That is beefy. It down and it, it, <laughs> yeah, it is. It's heavy, and it fits between my legs,
0: just like a real plane. All right.
3: Yep.
2: Well. No, it didn't drop it. Okay, we're safe. I was more worried about the wireless keyboard that was sitting behind <laughs> it, and that it was gonna. Uh, oh wait. Oh yeah, it is. It is. It's. It's. Oh God! It's no, doing you, yeah. to
3: the oh no! Oh Uh-oh.
0: well, that's we're just gonna have a whole bunch of quotations in this Google Doc now. Uh, it's like we've been possessed. The, the document well, has been possessed by some sort on. of undead. Except,
2: yeah, the the only other thing, the re- reason I didn't just put G- DCS here, okay. I won't talk. I won't talk about this as long. But once I got COVID. And I couldn't really sit at my desk. I was like, man, what can I play on my Steam Deck? And I played a little bit. I played like half of the Ace Combat 7 campaign on Xbox one day while I was sick. Because it's not that long. And that game's good. But I hit a mission that's really fucking hard. And you can't change the difficulty in the middle of the the campaign. So that was like, eh, putting this down. So I played. I finally came to understand how War Thunder works. So, if no, anybody oh. needs to know about War Thunder, I'm your guy now. It's it's a lot of fun. It's this is the one up. with the
0: anime girls who become planes, right?
2: No, no, that's no, <laughs> that's that's a different thing. Uh, this is the one that <clears throat> has planes and tanks and boats in one. Okay, game. It's, it's not, not World of like Tanks, of War- not no. World of Warships. No. But it is. The... Are these
0: three games? Is this like okay? We've got World of Tanks. We got World of Warships. Now we got to put it all together, or is this a completely different? No, company? that's the
2: problem. This is a different company. Okay. The problem with the problem with the World of Tanks thing is they don't put them together. They're like yeah, yeah. three disparate things. War Thunder does do that. You can fly like there's when you do the um the naval battles, you can like get enough points. To, like, spawn a plane. And then fly a plane around in the naval battle. Same thing with the ground battles. They don't have one that has all three of them combined. But, Mm. who knows? I'm sure someday. Uh, But War Thunder is a very interesting game that is, like... I always bounced off of it because the progression is so fucking bonkers. Because it's, like... Each plane has a... There's a spreadsheet of, like... Fifty plus planes per nation of which there are like six or seven now uh are these fictional nations i assume no 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 okay. no okay oh okay well, i have a video united game free to play like i, I united know. states germany ussr japan okay. sweden italy china they have israel in there for some reason i don't get that but whatever. Um, the Israeli Defense Force has a lot of fucking guns. Anyway, uh <laughs> I, I won't mean, get into it. Well in right well, Japan
0: like they I mean they've got their self defense force, but they're Well, like...
2: War Thunder's it started as a World War II game. Okay, so okay. That makes sense. It started off mm-hmm. as as the United States, Germany, USSR, and Japan were the main four that the game kind of had at launch. Um, I see. And uh it is Interesting the way that the progression in that game works because the the each nation has a spreadsheet of, like, a shitload of planes. And this is, applies to the tanks and the boats, too. Same principles. Though there's less of those things than there are the planes. Because um, it was planes first. Uh, and they have what's called, like, a battle rating. And you make... I've heard people refer to them as a deck. I don't know. The game refers to them as a preset. Um, you make a set of, like, say, five planes. And then when you matchmake, it matchmakes you based on an average of the battle rating of those planes. If you're doing one hopper, if you're doing, that's the arcade battles, if you do the realistic battles, which are not sim-like at all, it's not a sim, it's an action game. It's more like Crimson Skies than it is anything else. Uh, If you do the realistic battles, the physics are a little bit harder to manage the plane's can stall and crash easier but it'll look at the highest battle rating of your presets and that's how it match makes you and so it's interesting because like the rank one planes are all like kind of early world war ii shit boxes and they're very fun to, to throw around and then each plane has a spreadsheet of upgrades that it gets as you fly it. And do stuff with it. And. You res- you get new planes. By playing. And it puts research points. Into researching those planes. And. As they get better. like You go down the, the chart. And like they're putting the F-14. Into that game with the next update. So it has like. Cold War era jets. But you have to like. Work your way down the tech tree. To get to them. So, and then once you get to them, you're fighting against other Cold War era jets because they all have the same battle rating. Um, So, it's an interesting, the way the matchmaking works and everything is kind of interesting, and the progression systems are kind of interesting. The the two things about it that people, one, it's grindy. Like, a friend of mine has played just free-to-play, and he's played for about 350 hours, and he's on, like, rank four of seven of the spreadsheet of planes for the United States. So he's like a little over halfway through one country's progression of and planes. And like none on the others, or? Very little. Okay. V He's done like a little bit of stuff for the other countries. Wow. The other thing about it is like <laughs> you when, the, when your planes die Each plane comes with 10 free repairs. Then, after that, you have to pay the in game currency that you get for playing a match to repair the planes. Um. So, Mm. you might get like, you bring your five planes in. When one of them crashes, you have to switch to a different plane. So, your planes might cost like, at the early on, you might get like 1,200 silver lines, what they're called. For playing a match, if you place like if you perform like okay, like middle of the pack. And if you lost like four planes, they might each have a repair cost of fifty silver lines each or whatever. So that hits your balance sheet of like, okay, well I made thirteen hundred but I had to pay two hundred in repairs, so I came out with eleven hundred. It's not that bad. If you're bad at the game and you just <laughs> like spawn in and die, it can be like, okay, you're six hundred silver lines in the hole pretty pretty quick. Uh and the funny th- the thing about all this is, like, it's very inexpensive in terms of putting some money into it to alleviate these issues. Yeah. Like, the premium account or whatever researches stuff, like, twice as fast. Uh-huh. Um, it's not exactly pay-to-win because you research stuff twice as fast, but it's not like you're going to fight the planes you researched, like because matchmaking is based on the strength of the plane, if someone researches stuff in twice as fast and they're flying jets and you're flying prop planes, you're not going to see each other ever because they're going to be matchmaking sure. with a different set of people. And then you can buy the currency you use to repair the planes. You can buy, like, 1.3 million of it for, like, 10 bucks. Uh, and you'll never run <laughs> yeah. it again then. Weird. Uh, okay. It's... <laughs> It's, it's very weird the way that like everybody who's super into the game will say it's like it's a super fun game but their business model is predatory and it's like kind of true but it's <laughs> I've, got some, it's, I've
0: got some games for you
2: <laughs> well exactly and it's trying to get you to spend like five to ten dollars mm-hmm. every couple of months predatory yeah. so it's
0: know. not so yeah that, that's how you know this game doesn't have anime girls because it's not that predatory yeah
2: exactly <laughs> So, it's not as... World of Tanks and Planes and whatever. That game has premium ammo that you can buy. And it's... <sighs> what? <laughs> it does more damage. If you buy with real money the ammunition, it does more damage. It's just, what? like, blatant pay-to-win. What the uh, fuck? How War Thunder has, like... I cannot believe people ammo. would play a game like that. War Thunder has, like, advanced ammo types that you can that you can put in, and then you'll pay to rearm. But it's not the premium currency. It's just, like, the silver lines or whatever. So it's, like, deciding, oh, this match I want to go hard. I'm going to use these rounds. And there are more side grades than upgrades, so it's it's not so bad. But, yeah, it's it's been fun to play it because it's... If I'm done flying planes seriously for the night, I just want to, like, jump in. The, the thing I like the most about the gameplay is it it's fun and the damage modeling on it is really cool instead of just having like hit points for the plane or whatever it is all location based so if you get shot at and they hit like a ho- put a hole in your wing it affects the aerodynamics of the plane mm. and you can like get hit in the aileron and then you can't roll and you have to try to use your rudder to turn around and stuff you can be like you can like get your wings blown off but you can still hold down the shoot button and just spray bullets out of your plane as it tumbles down to the ground. Hell yeah! Uh, and you like will get points for like soft landing the plane if it's damaged and stuff like that. Uh, so the, it's it's pretty. I really like the way that the damage modeling is done in the game because I think it's it's super interesting. You can have like you can have you can get your like propeller taken out and still glide the plane around for as long as it'll stay airborne. And try to shoot other people down and stuff like that. Um it's it's pretty cool.
0: All right. Well uh from planes, planes and planes, we go groovy back to the nineteen seventies? Eighties seventies, huh? Right? Is that when uh, Evil yeah. Dead came out?
2: I think it was like late <laughs> The first movie might have come out in late the late seventies, nineteen eighty one.
0: Okay, okay, close, it was like yeah. early eighties. That, that okay, makes sense. yeah, uh, yeah, uh, Evil Dead. <laughs> and like
1: all of us was, just going like. It
0: was <sighs> long before I was alive, uh, but yeah, the Evil Dead, weirdly out with a game now uh, in the vein of like a Dead by Daylight asymmetrical multiplayer. Right, that's that's how this game
3: works.
2: Yeah, so it's asymmetrical for everyone. I was not gonna. I was interested in this game, and then I was like, I'm not buying it on Epic. I'm not gonna buy. I don't like that storefront. I can wait. I'll just wait till it's on Steam. But then a friend of mine messaged me and was basically like, "Will you please play this game with us? Because we can't seem to figure out how to play it, and everybody just runs away as soon as we get into a match, and it sucks." (laughs) And so I was like, "All right, fine." Uh, I, we haven't played games in a while, so I'll pick it up for the, to play this weekend. And uh, it's fun. I've played like three or four co-op matches, and we played like three PvP matches last night. And so, yeah, it has you playing as... It's really closer to that Resident Evil game than it is to Dead by Daylight. Okay. Um, there's four survivor players, and they get guns and what melee weapons. Mm-hmm. And they're all they all have unique abilities. There's twelve different survivors to pick from, I wanna say. Okay. Uh and they can so Lucy can, Lawless in this muscles. game.
3: Um
2: she no. was on the T V show. What I don't who is she in the TV show? Uh, uh she's um, she's basically Lucy Lawless Ruby. I don't know. She... Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I mean so that's what you
1: want. <laughs>
2: we'll get the bad the the bad part about this game out of the way first. There's a few unlockable characters I don't think she's in it but I'm guessing mm-hmm. she'll get in it from the maybe yeah. Out. There's a season pass and all that shit. Um There's uh a few unlockable characters that you have to play these single player missions to get. Ah. The single player missions are awful. They're like really fucking hard and like no checkpoints and they take like half an hour at least or more to play each one and it's brutal. You have to like try them multiple times and stuff. I don't know. I don't know what they were Mm. thinking. Locking up characters behind it. It's bad in my opinion. It's only a bad part about the game. The rest of the game is is interesting. So you got these survivor characters. Um, I've been playing as kelly from the tv show um, okay and she's cool she's she does more damage and attacks faster with a meat tenderizer weapon <laughs> sure You'll find it yeah but she'll she's good with that and it's then like signature also has weapon a, type thing yeah and then she she um she every character has like an active ability on q and hers is that she can dodge like melee attacks without losing stamina and she's actually the class that uses guns more, and, uh-huh. but she's kind of designed as like a get-up-close. She has passives that are like, after you dodge an attack, your next gunshot does more damage and stuff like that. So she's kind of interesting from that perspective to me. So that's kind of how the survivors work. There's funny stuff, like there's four classes of survivor. There's leader, warrior, hunter, and support. And there's an ash for each class. Uh, there's like Ash from Evil Dead One, Ash from Evil Dead Two, <laughs> Ash from Army of Darkness, and Ash from the show, <laughs> and they're all different <laughs> classes. And sure, only, That's funny. And only Ash can use the chainsaw weapon, but you can have four Ashes in a game because <laughs> there's one for each class. Like you can't play the same character as somebody else. Yeah. I, this is like this class. is this is like Goku. <laughs> Uh, Ash is the Goku of Evil Dead. Yes, Uh, yes, it's exactly like that. Very, very funny. I laughed out loud when I saw the character select and saw that there were three of him, and then uh you get the fourth one from doing the first mission, uh, (laughs) single-player mission. So that stuff's funny, and he's the only one who can use a chainsaw, which is funny. Um, But uh, then the enemy, the other player, the the kind of one player, their gameplay at first manifests as being in first person and basically being like, a camera um, they're the like classic evil dead shot yeah they 're like flying around the map, uh, not flying flying they 're stuck to the ground, but they 're faster than the players did uh, classic like. evil dead and you are placing spawners for the types of enemies there's like the basic there's three different demons that have three different flavors of bad guys that are that are different there 's like the mm. The, like, hillbilly family deadites. There's the Army of Darkness skeleton army deadites. And then there's the... There's, like, this thing called the Puppeteer. It's, like... I don't know which movie it's from or if it's from the show. Um, But they're, like, uh, sort of, like, Stranger Things-esque, almost, kind of monster people. Um, They have, like, fucked up faces and they're creepy. And each of the three... Demons has their basic zombie-ish thing. They have an elite that is harder to kill and has, like, is a little bit stronger. And then they have a boss, and the boss is, like, the hardest of the three. And they're basically collecting energy. They're flying around the map to collect energy from different places, while the survivors are running around the map, getting, like, almost like a battle royale, picking up loot. Um, And, like color tiered weapons and melee and and stuff like that it's got a battle royale straight out of Fortnite a system of like getting armor where you mm-hmm. pick up amulets and then it gives you shields um and then you have healing items and then you're also picking up this like it's called pink f it's like a drink and it gives you lets you boost your abilities for the single match um okay. and So you're kind of doing all that, and then you're also trying to go and find map pieces to a map that then the map leads you to find a dagger and pages from the Necronomicon. And those, you have to activate them and then stand close to them while a bunch of zombies spawn, and then fill up a little meter. Once you have the knife and the pages, you can go fight the, like... Demon's, I don't know, central core thing. It's like three big, spooky-looking ghost guys floating in a circle somewhere on the map. Uh, And you use the dagger, and you have to, like... Everybody has to stand around him and hit the control key, and it sucks down his health. And then once you defeat him, you basically just have to defend the Necronomicon sitting there for two minutes. And then if you manage to do that, the survivors win. And the demon is trying to delay you and then ultimately slow you down and kill you before you can do that and the demon gets stronger the longer that the game goes on so there's like a kind of race against the clock thing happening for the survivors but you can't it's a balancing act because if you go in like half cocked and you don't have good gear then the demon's going to be able to fuck you up so it's like you're you're kind of trying to like figure out how to balance completing the objectives to growing your strength as a group. And the demon can summon these things, the demon can lay traps, Uh, the demon can also possess objects like cars and trees and stuff like that to attack you, and he can also directly possess both the spawns that he spawns, or that they spawn, and they can possess player characters too at a certain point. So, and then everybody has to, like, beat the shit out of the player that got possessed to knock the demon out of them. So, there's a lot of different ways that the demon can kind of fuck with the players. Um, you can also just, they can just, like, throw a jump scare at players, which is literally just, like, super cheap. Like, your screen gets an effect on it and a monster pops up. Like, a, like an, an image of a monster pops up on the screen and screams at you, which is pretty funny. Um and it's interesting like the the all of the different demons and survivors have skill trees that they go up on outside of the matches so you get experience points you're leveling them up and the dynamics in the match are pretty interesting there's a lot of strategy from both sides to on how to like complete the objectives and the maps are pretty big and have a lot of varied locations in them and stuff so i don't know i'm i'm enjoying it it's it's pretty cool
0: all right. Does it like carry the same sort of humor and like, campiness as the movies and show?
2: Yeah, I would say so. There's a lot of like dismembering the enemies and stuff and um the characters all say have like their one-liners mm-hmm. or whatever and and they got the the same cast to to portray mm-hmm. them and stuff, I think for the most part. There's like one of the characters Actually, I think two of the characters are knights from army of darkness so it'll be like you'll have like two ashes kelly maxwell and then like a medieval knight rolling around as a group of survivors together and it's pretty silly sure Uh, that's why not yeah yeah it's and it's a little bit janky like it doesn't some of the control stuff the the most frustrating thing is your characters can't get over like knee-high barriers which is like can be infuriating because, mm-hmm. like, I just need to go there. Like, Video have games. To walk all the way around. Yep. Uh, yep. And but you can vault over fences. Like there's specific items mm-hmm, you can mm-hmm. vault over. Yes. But then you uh-huh. can't of climb up on like a concrete block. It's, yep. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's uh, probably the most frustrating thing about the whole game, which is saying something.
0: Making uh, that same complaint about Dragon Quest Eleven.
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes. But in this case, it's like. Oh shit! Oh shit! Oh shit! There's a zombie. Yeah. zombie too, so, yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's 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 pretty enjoyable so far. Uh, I think my biggest complaint with it would probably be that my biggest like actual complaint is it has like two maps. There's three demons and twelve characters. It doesn't feel like it has the same kind of legs from a content perspective that something like Dead by Daylight even did early on. Um, so. I don't know if I'm going to end up playing it for dozens and dozens of hours, but, you know, it's it's fun, and I'm interested to see what they put in the season pass. I think they've already said there's going to be another map, um, and so I think it'll be fun to see if they put in, like, another demon or something. That'd yeah. Cool. I haven't played as the demon, I just did the demon tutorial. I'm probably going to try some of that today at some point. All right. Well,
0: that's Evil Dead the Game, and on the Epic Game Store and consoles, how much is it?
2: It's forty bucks. Forty bucks for the base base game, which seems about right. I had it. So I got it on Epic. I had a coupon for fifteen percent off, so I sprung for the yeah. They got their sale version. The sixty dollar one comes with the season pass or whatever. So Mm. I'm curious what's in that, and you do save a fair amount, especially with the coupon, because it's like yeah. $30 it's like 70 plus there's a cosmetic pass you get Mm. pack you get in the deluxe edition or whatever Uh that costs 10 bucks on its own so it's like 80 versus 60 normally Uh uh, to either get the deluxe edition or get it all piecemeal and then with the coupon I got the got it for like 45 the the like Uh version that comes with the season pass so
0: whatever. Uh, this is somewhat related to that, uh, but also a different situation. Um, on Switch, the like uh, Knights of the Old Republic is coming out, right? And the first one, uh, Swootor, came out last year, and then the second one is coming out on the eighth of this month. And they started selling Knights of the Old Republic one and two as a bundle for like thirty dollars, which isn't a deal. It's the like each game is fifteen dollars. But if you buy the bundle now, you can't play Knights of the Old Republic 1 until 2 comes out. so weird.
3: Oh, that's weird. It, it's
0: locked, yeah. It's just completely locked, even though the game's been out for 6 months or something. Uh, more than that. And they're just like, it's in the fine print. You can't... Uh, we'll give you a refund this one time. but and It's like, why There's would you a... do that? doesn't make any sense.
1: That Yeah, that makes zero sense.
2: My last thought on... There's a very funny uh I saw a meme about it that was pretty funny. There's a very funny uh thing with the skins cuz you get a set of like new skins with the deluxe edition of this Evil Dead game. It's the skins are pretty minimal. There's not even they don't even they don't even exist for most of the characters yet, just a few of them. Mm-hmm. But the one that's very funny is generally the game is not at all like look at the sexy lady character in any at all it's mm-hmm. like the characters yeah. are all very normal and it's this isn't like a bad version of that but there's there's this this character cheryl who by default she has on like uh a long like a uh an ankle length skirt and uh blouse and like jacket on and she looks like you know very normal um like early 80s really 70s kind of Normal attire for Mm -hmm. whatever the skin that you get for her. I think it's an outfit she wears in the movie, but it's like goes from that to like tight bell bottom khakis and like a tight fitting brown sweater top thing. And it's very funny because it's like the character that looks like I guess like the frumpiest, arguably. So uh, Ash's the one, Ash's sister, the one, the one like. Hot lady character, uh-huh. with the skin change. <laughs> There's this, be- this meme that I saw that was funny. That was like Cheryl really goes from "Hi, ma'am, it's nice to meet you." To your son calls me mommy too. <laughs> 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 really quick with the skin change. It's very, funny. Yeah. Wow.
0: Mm-hmm. That that tracks. Wow. I've I've found it. Uh, <laughs> well, that's <laughs> Evil Dead <laughs> the game. It's i played something very very different uh than evil dead the game uh something did, that is, i did i did also play this a little okay. bit okay yeah. i was uh,
1: thinking about playing it so uh want to hear your guys thoughts
0: yeah uh hard space shipbreaker uh, left early access the last week to the, recently and it's now on game pass uh, or on steam if uh, you so prefer and it is a game about taking apart spaceships like decommissioning them uh cutting them up and sending parts into pro- to in for processing or to be incinerated uh, or salvaging seats and consoles and you know all sorts of the stuff inside and also a game about labor uh yeah. like hard labor and you know what it is to be in debt and corporate ownership and you know all of these things. Uh, it is it is it starts off like very much
2: Talk about somebody uh, read some 1984. <laughs> instead of nineteen eighty four they read Capital. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it is the game starts off and you are basically signing away your life to this company, the Lynx Corporation like literally signing your life over as they um, decommission your body to take your genetic take your genetic material so they can clone you over and over again in the event that you die doing this extremely dangerous job. Basically, you say, "Yep, I agree," and they, "Okay, now we'll uh, we'll take your genetic material, and this will kill you." Uh, yeah. And they have like a whole. You can read through the whole terms of service that you're si- uh, that you're signing. Uh, it was very long, and I'm sure is filled with some completely heinous and ridiculous shit that I did not uh, read through. I don't know if you uh, read the details on that Pat.
2: So I have to. I read a little bit of it, and just mm-hmm. the whole the whole opening of that game, like made it's very it's so effective at what they're doing that it like made me mad mm-hmm. to, and I was. Because it was like, yeah, this is pretty much something that they that they could probably get away with doing now. Mm-hmm. Actually, like mm-hmm. pre COVID, I would have been like, ah, this is satire. But it's mm-hmm. not even the idea that they could kill you in order to, yeah, like steal steal your genetic code to bring you back to life. Is like, I totally think that you could get a, they could get a, if they could figure out how to clone people and do this con- yep. conscience transfer mm-hmm. ship thing yeah. today it would be legal in weeks. Mm -hmm. Like they would have been, they would be fine. They could do this exact thing. So it like made me mad reading through that stuff. (laughs) Yeah. Uh,
0: it is, it is very smart and cutting and yeah, very like upsetting with how on the nose it is. Uh, with that stuff there was uh in the tool tips they'll have like here's some brief history about like the lynx corporation or you know about the world that we live in and one that just made me like stop and laugh for a little bit was uh lynx uses an innovative top-down structure uh uh, an innovative top-down structure pioneered centuries ago and i was like of course, yeah, that's how these companies define themselves or talk mm-hmm. about themselves. Uh, they also just...
2: present you with like the bill for the whole thing, yes, they, yes, of course, you charge you for it.
0: You're like 12 billion dollars in debt or something when yeah, the game starts, it's... and that's like to become like to get the job basically. So you were just going into this job, yeah, uh, Becoming into slavery,
2: servant, yeah, basically. Uh,
0: and you meet like over comms. You don't actually encounter anybody, as far as I know, uh, physically in the game. Maybe you do later in the story, but you talk to people over comms. And one person is saying, like, "Oh yeah, Weaver, the guy who does your tutorial stuff, he's been here for over twenty years, and he still has to do this. Like he hasn't he hasn't paid off his debt yet. Like I was in elementary, I was dropping out of elementary school when he was starting this. Uh, uh, it is he, very he's... grim."
2: he it's it's frustrating because it's like i should be able to look at this game and go this is stupid and way over the top and like not even i shouldn't be able to say good things about their writing and and stuff because mm-hmm. it's like so out there and excessive and ridiculous that it it it's it's like too much for satire except that it is actually not that far off it's it's not it's like
0: barely even satire it's just exactly how it is
2: right yeah (laughs) uh so it's it's like no actually they're pretty spot on and it's fucked up that they're pretty spot on
0: yeah with the with like hard labor jobs specifically and the dangerous jobs um yeah I, i just got to the part where one of the people um reached out to me and said like hey you seem cool uh Here's, like, the, like, union group info, and you'll start getting, uh, we'll st- yeah. you know, you'll get, like, emails. You read them or don't, like, but you seem cool. Like, I can't share this with, like, these people because of X reason. Like, they're too by the book. They're, like, you know, too, uh, or yeah. too by the company's book, and this person's, like, too anxious. Like, they, they couldn't handle it. But, so, I, I'm curious to see where that goes, because there's a lot more narrative here than I was expecting. Uh, I'm only like, a couple of levels into my uh, breaking down of the ships. But so yeah, far, that, only that done, narrative stuff seems interesting.
2: I've only done the one full ship, mm-hmm. w- and I haven't gotten the hazards and stuff yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the hazards seem like that's going to... I That one full ship, I was, like, kind of like, yeah, okay, this is... I don't think I can do this for mm-hmm. 20 hours. It, it
0: but, is... They're very uh the first ship you do is like very bare bones and they're really putting yeah. you through it uh yeah. a- as you go on you start to like you get a system down and that helps and then also you get more tools and more abilities yeah. and you can move quicker like on the after the first ship i think once you hit level three or is it four you get the tether And that lets you stick things together, and then you can just say, okay, I'm going to stick these things together, and then I'm going to, like, target the, like, the furnace where they need to go, and just send them, they'll automatically move towards the furnace, uh, so you don't have to, like, sit there and, like, direct it each time, which is very helpful and lets you get things done much quicker. Yeah. Yeah hazards so far haven't been like a major issue for me though I did on the most recent one I started I accidentally somehow lit something on fire and then that lit myself on fire and it it was a whole thing but I got to I have gotten to the the reactor ships um which you have to extricate the reactor from the inside of the ships and you never know where they're going to be exactly but you've got once you pull the reactor out, you've got a limited amount of time to get it into the barge, which is where your salvage stuff goes. And so basically it's saying, okay, you have to get in and you have to make a just basically a clear shot out of the ship. So if that means ripping off the walls or tearing out the floor, yeah. uh, then, you know, do that first and then get the reactor out. And it's got a very... Once you get to the bigger ships, it's interesting trying to figure out, like, okay, how do I get this off, or what can I take off, and what can I take off? I came across it was, like, a communications array, and I was like, this is stuck to, like, a big, like, nanocarbon, uh, like, hole piece, but I can't, I can't seem to, there's no, like, cut point. They're just, like, physically stuck together, like, with glue instead of, like, a mounting bracket or something. So I was just, like, trying to cut it off and get as much of the communications array as I could in, like, you know, two separate pieces. But then I was like, nope, you messed up, and you just completely damaged this piece, and it's scrapped now. Uh, we're not salvaging that, and so you get a lot less money for it. You still get some money for it, you know, for the materials. But So then you're trying to figure out, okay, what can I actually salvage, and how much do I have to break it apart? Um, and, you know finding out an efficient way to take about these ships is uh, interesting and satisfying. So if you're someone who likes Farm Simulator or, like, House Flipper, maybe, or, you know, these sim-type games, I think this might be a a harrowing uh, but soothing version of that. Because, like, I there was a point where it's, I think I pulled... I was like, okay, I need to salvage the seat. And, like, so I had to, like, I was pulling it from the ship and using my tether gun or my, you know, my grappler, I don't know, grappling hook gun or whatever it is. Uh, and I pulled it into myself, but I reeled it in too fast. And then it smacked me in the face, broke my <laughs> space helmet. And then I suffocated as I was trying to get back to my uh, habitation unit. Uh, so that was, you know, nice and nightmarish dying in the cold darkness of space. Cause I was, to smack myself in the face too hard it was uh really something but uh it's yeah like you said uh pat in the like that first mission or that first ship is like okay i get it like if i have to keep doing it like this over and over again it's gonna get pretty old pretty quick but once they start giving you more abilities and you can start upgrading it becomes around like level four or five it becomes uh, more engaging and p- things get done quicker, and you can move up through the yeah the skill tree much quicker. You can decorate your habitation pod with po- uh, posters you find in ships that you salvage, and the ones you start with are just very, very um bare bones. This like
2: say like it'll just say like work in big orange letters or
0: home decor. <laughs> Yeah, uh, stuff like that is very... And then every morning you wake up and they give you a bill. Uh, so you have to pay your bills every day at 10 a.m. And you... And then the little robot voice will tell you a fun fact about the company or something. It's just like, this is not not engaging, but this is totally the kind of stuff that a company would uh, come up with. So, yeah. space Shipbreaker, it seems like it is hitting what it sets out to do and I am curious to see where the writing goes and uh but it already like seems like it's doing a good job with what it set out to do. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but only on PC right now. I don't see why they couldn't go to console other than they just haven't had time to port it. So, it doesn't yeah, have I've looked into
1: either. it. Uh I mean, I looked into it for Steam Deck and I think people have made it work on there
2: um i'm sure you can make it work yeah
0: yeah it's yeah there's nothing like too ridiculous about the controls it's oh no
2: it does have controller support
0: my bad yeah the, there there it. is you don't need to be pushing too many buttons the hardest part is you know controlling yourself in like you know the full space situation moving around all all directions uh but,
1: yeah, it says uh, it's unsupported, but people say it works pretty well. So I'm, I yeah. might actually give that a shot and uh, give some updates on, on the Steam Deck of it all.
0: Yeah, it it is a uh, each like day or yeah each day of work is 15 minutes out in like the you know in your salvage bay, and so you know you can take you can go in early if you want or if you finish. So if you've got like seven minutes of work left after you. You know, after a day, you can go out, finish that seven minutes of work, and then you can turn in, and that's totally fine. So it's not like it takes an especially long amount of time to play a session. Right. So, yeah, I'd say it's worth checking out. And it was, it was one I had been waiting for to get out of early access, so uh, I'm glad it is. I th- I did think originally that it was more like you were getting shipped out into, like space to like these ships and then you were like just in deep space like alone salvaging these ships putting them into like a big freighter or something but that is not what the game is uh it is you know you've got camaraderie with your uh, fellow shipbreakers uh even if you can't meet them or you don't meet them in the game but yeah it's anyway uh yeah that's hard space shipbreakers or Shipbreaker. The other thing, I don't know if we have too many thoughts on it this week, was uh, E3 Summer Game Fest season started this week with uh, Sony having a state of play where they revealed some PlayStation VR 2 games, including Resident Evil 8 VR, or Resident Evil Village VR, and like not a ton else Resident Evil 4 remake coming out uh next year in March I think and uh Final Fantasy 16 got a, a new trailer which that's next year too uh anything Street Fighter 6 next year a lot mm-hmm. of stuff for a lot of st- uh, Callisto Protocol coming at, which is the PUBG
2: it's not PUBG anymore it's not okay. Yeah, they backed down on that. They they backed off. It's not it's not tied to PUBG at all. Well then, but that
0: was so much more interesting. Eh,
2: yeah, I guess I don't know it was a PUBG Dead Space. Uh, I think it's an admission that the only reason they ever said that was to get PUBG players interested from a marketing perspective, and so they're backing uh-huh. off because they don't actually have any real lore connections between the two. Yeah,
0: games. yeah, it was pointless. Uh, just the you know same studio or not not even same studio. Like I don't even know. Uh, let's see. <laughs> Spider Man, uh, Mar- Marvel's Spider Man Remastered, and Miles Morales will come to PC uh, this year. It's, after it's so,
2: so <laughs> funny that they said a PlayStation favorite is coming to PC, and just let that hang for like mm-hmm. ten seconds, and then it was Spider Man and not Bloodborne. Mm-hmm. That is like absolutely hist- I can't. I love it. I can't get enough of it.
3: It's so funny. <laughs>
0: Also, that they were so adamant for years that uh,
3: yeah,
0: Insomniac tweeting out multiple times oh. over the years that Spider-Man would be console exclusive only, never come to any other like PC or any other console. Uh, and, yes. and then here we are, and, you know. And I don't, I don't blame them. They, they don't know Sony's, you know, making those decisions themselves. Uh, maybe you know, who knows what Marvel or Disney had to say but, and, you know, the success of the games like Death Stranding and Horizon, Days Gone, all that, you know, I'm sure that all played into it. But just, I I hope that devs learn to keep their mouths shut on that stuff because it just makes them look silly.
2: They got to be careful. People got to be careful pointing it out, though, because they're going to get mad and be like, okay, fine, we won't do it anymore. (laughs) Forget it. Never mind. We're canceling it. It's not coming out. Yeah, uh, right. we did say well, that. So, I mean, C- Cuphead
0: did the same thing uh, where it's like, oh, it'll never be on anything but Xbox. And then now it's and on yet. like ev- everything. <laughs>
3: so it's like, mm-hmm. it's, yeah.
0: Yep. It's yeah. like, we have no plans. Like, this is our plan right now. If it comes to something else, it'll come to something else. Uh, we don't know. Uh, but yeah, that's just a little silly. Uh, you know, Tunic coming, that, which is uh, nice. That game's good. And uh, there was oh, there was something else.
2: There was, the, there was the 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 action RPG dating sim game,
0: Eternites or something. Yeah,
2: looks that, bad, but I, I like that concept. I
0: wish it was good. Uh, there's is Roller Drome. I, I know you were a big fan of Roller Pat. That did not look good. <laughs> uh, I I was weirded out by Chun Li's face. In uh, Street Fighter yeah. Six, and the they Street also have some 6 like,
3: visuals. Don't
2: look good, in my opinion. Uh, like
0: it, I, I think I only feel that way because like she doesn't look like Chun Li. <laughs> uh, like if it was, if it doesn't look like Street Fighter, if it was like another game, I'd be like, okay, whatever. But because of the way, like the structure or something, I don't know what it is.
3: I,
2: I honestly couldn't tell for sure if they were just ripping off Street Fighter characters for, like, mm-hmm. something else. Totally. Or if it was the actual Street... Because it looked like kind of, like, knockoffs of and the characters. And there was, like, some open-world stuff
0: in there. Uh, Which looks knows? cool.
2: I mean, that's... if It would be neat if it had the cool single-player stuff where you're running around a city and, you know, I could mm-hmm. see that being interesting. Give me Yakuza, but sure. instead of the brawling or the turn-based stuff, it's doing a Street Fighter. Yeah, cool. sure. Uh... Um, but, but I, I, I don't know. that I didn't like the visuals in that game. It's the running yeah. trend. I didn't really like the visuals in anything they showed, to be honest. There was mm-hmm. nothing there that I thought was particularly impressive. The, I thought Final Fantasy yeah. sixteen looked way too gray and like washed out for a lot of it. Um, mm-hmm. And the UI... I get this is a Final Fantasy thing, but the way the UI clashes with the art style of that game is really weird. From mm-hmm. the early videos, anyway. I have a feeling yeah. that that's UI stuff laid over pre-rendered mm. footage, and it's but like it also gameplay, but... it
0: also looks like Final Fantasy style, so it does. Yeah, like, it might be is, out of place, but
2: the thing is, they haven't really done a full-on fantasy ass like like in a while. Uh, yeah, middle ages looking. Game since they've gone to to 3D. 3D I think. Yeah, really, I mean, like, like nine. nine was kind of that, but nine still had it like it still had more some technology stuff in it. Yeah, like um,
0: steam ish technology, ish, But
2: it sixteen looks so like medieval Europe. Yeah, in terms of what they're trying to do artistically. So it's it clashes even more with that like hard.
3: It is very muted.
2: Looking UI thing going yes. on. Yes, so yeah. It was weird. Uh, I, not necessarily bad. Like I think it could be cool. But and the gameplay looks fun. I, it's, I'm, 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 I'm still excited for that game. But I was not that impressed with with how it looked.
3: I um, uh, yeah. And it, I, I
0: mean, we're still a year off from it. You know, if not, you know, a year and a half, two years. I, uh,
2: it's, I'm guessing a year and a half at least. And I bet that that footage is from a build from a year ago. So it's like, mm-hmm.
0: you know. Who knows? Uh, but I, I would say notably, God of War being absent is uh, strange. Because that game's supposed to come out this year.
1: Yeah, it's supposed Allegedly. to come Allegedly. Allegedly, yeah, supposedly. Um, I think
2: there's they're doing another state of play, right? I'm
0: maybe uh, like this one was like no fanfare. It was announced yeah. like we're gonna show some PlayStation VR two games and some other stuff. Uh, so oh, maybe no, this is the big
2: one. Apparently, so says, says who? Kotaku. Hmm. I. There's a lot... I don't
0: know about Kotaku. (laughs) Some of this stuff is... I don't don't know, but... uh, But... I... Because, like, Jeff Grubb was saying he hadn't heard anything... Like, last week, and... And not that Jeff Grubb is the be-all, end-all, and he he even admits that, like, you know, it could... Something could happen, but he wasn't hearing anything, so this might have been, like, a... You know, because you want to drive pre-orders for games and stuff... I'd assume, like you know, they want to get God of War up. Maybe they're taking pre-orders for God of War Ragnarok already. I don't know. I don't
2: know. Are they? I'm. 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 I have a morbid curiosity about God of War Ragnarok, but I can't say I'm like excited for it. It Sure. uh, When it comes out.
0: Yeah. uh, I. Like I enjoyed. Okay, I guess it's up on the store, uh, but I don't know if you can pre-order. But I don't.
2: I've. uh, It's God of War is one of those like very fascinating. When I played it, I loved it so much, and mm-hmm. then every time I think about it, I like it less. Hmm. In it, retrospect, it's interesting. Like
1: every... Yeah, because that was our game of the year, right? Um, uh, I don't think
2: that year, yes, it beat Yakuza Six, and I'm, I, I'm, I didn't agree with that at the time, and I don't agree with it now. So that's that's.
1: But like, but like, like, it's it's so interesting because I don't know if anybody in on this podcast is is like, like so excited no, sam for loves god of ragnarok. war
3: that's S- S- oh,
0: sam's that's the god of war guy sam loves uh, dad I, games yeah
3: it, well, and trails
2: of, I, trails of cold steel and, and, and i was hot on god of war right after i played it and i played it yeah not no long I, I really
1: i really loved it when i played it but now i'm like thinking back i'm like you know i'm good i don't know if i necessarily need to play more and yeah. so i'll probably play ragnarok but i'm not like
2: it's mostly just it's... curious for the disc. I have a feeling it's R- Ragnarok is going to be a, ma- a me mad situation where like it's fine. It's going to be
0: uh, Last everyone's... of Us two again.
2: No, I don't think it's going to be that bad. I don't think I'm going to actively like because I don't actively dislike God of War. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's a bad game. Yeah, I think Last of Us two is bad. I think the story is bad in that game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and and like bad on a level that I, I don't know. It, I think it's it's. Mm-hmm. B- Borderline problematically bad, uh, okay. <laughs> um, but uh, I don't think God of War is like that. I think God of War is a deeply flawed because of the fact that they lost. They must have like the writing team seems to have sequestered themselves from interacting with women for like several years prior to writing that game. Because mm-hmm. boy howdy does that game have bad things to say about mm-hmm. women. Uh, but uh, I am, I am curious
0: with what they take from like feedback on that stuff for they, this next game, next game. And you they seemed know.
2: receptive to that yeah. criticism. Um, Like, like Cory Balrog seemed like he was pretty like open to hearing that criticism. And they did hire women to write, yeah. to work on writing Ragnarok. So, I, I mean, I, again, I don't, that's why I don't think it was made with malice. I just yeah, think it was a totally. lot of dudes not to take away from any women who are on the writing team that I'm not aware of, but like it was such a, a male driven narrative and there it was,
0: it was very much a dad game, which has been in vogue for so long now. And, and it's and, like, and, uh, you know, a story about fatherhood and not that that, that, that excuses bad. anything, but it, it definitely but, like yeah. points towards, this is a game about dads and their sons. And so yeah, women, it doesn't matter. Is,
2: there's two types. There's not. Women are moms, and there's only two types of moms: the dead ones and the crazy ones. <laughs> it's basically what that game has to say, and it's mm-hmm. it sucks like it's yeah, fucking yeah. bad. <laughs> but, mm-hmm. but 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 uh, and and then I think like the, from a gameplay perspective, it's like yes, it was fun at the time, but it's the fact that I had that I played that game before I actually played through Dark Souls one through three. Mm-hmm. I think reflected on my enjoyment of the combat in God of War mm. because after having played the three Dark Souls games I'm like well God of War's not that good it's fine <laughs> it, it's, but... it's got the satisfying
0: uh, axe it, like that was that was the thing uh, was the, you know yeah. throw and the axe pull it back Marvel's and...
2: Avengers did that with Thor and I don't <laughs> <laughs> yeah no it's not very good is it it, it is
0: that game is bad and i i yes. do not i you know you don't have to let god of war i'm, I'm not going to sit here and defend god of war to you but i will say do not put those games in, next to each other the, the, in your the, mouth the, do not compare the hammer
2: them. the hammer throwing with thor is no borderline parody mm. to the way it works in god of war it's 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 a cool mechanic it is it's I... it's 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 not that good when it's isolated on its own.
0: No, uh, it no, of course. To, it
2: happened to slide in with some fairly well designed encounters for sure. It, yeah, but and
0: like there's a lot of it's
2: an, it's an axe throwing.
0: Uh, yeah. Uh I think a lot of God of war was kind of the smoke and mirrors, like the the axe stuff, um it's... and the the unbroken camera angle, you know, uh or you know, the one the single shot kind of stuff. Um Pulled a lot of, a lot of weight and lifted yes. the spectacle, and we've seen that. And how do they? Well, can I they guess... do something else to, like, actually make it engaging beyond just the smoke and mirrors of the presentation?
2: My feelings on that game are like that's the that's the game that I gave into astonishment on, mm-hmm. and realize in retrospect, eh. I mean, again, it's not bad. I don't think it's a bad game. I think it's quite good mechanically and stuff. I just... There's been so many incredible game stories told, like, around then and since then. Yes. And games with unique mechanics that I think outshine what that game did that it's frustrating to me that if I said you know, Umorangi Generation is a better video game than God of War. That is, like, unquestionable in my mind. I think that is, that. <laughs> I think that that one of those games has, like, super deep, meaningful things to say about culture and society and leverages a really fascinating photo mechanic in new ways that hasn't been done in a long time. And the other is a pretty good action RPG. But I know that, like, people... The other
0: is Umorangi Generation's...
2: The pe- <laughs> people, people, people would, I was going to pe- make that people, joke. People would hoist me up on, like... I would get crucified by the vast majority of the gaming population if I said, in a crowded room, excuse me, everyone, I think Umarangi Generation is better than God of War. And that's the thing about God of War that I find frustrating, because it's like... Mm-hmm. Need to just, it's, like we talk, it's like what Allison talks about all the time. Like, just try to develop a little bit of media literacy. It's okay if you come away from it saying that I still like God of War more than Mario. I'm not oh, saying totally. you can't like well, see,
1: that's the thing. That's I not like what a my lot of is. stuff where like if I look at it critically, it breaks down or if I look at it critically, I go, I don't know if I like that as that as much as I do, but it's like looking at approaching things from a like level of media literacy.
3: Yeah.
2: Like
1: people don't have that in, in America and most of the world, and it's frustrating.
2: It's it's total personal preference is I totally respect it. Like Sam, Sam, for example, and I'm not picking on him. Um, Sam is never going to like Umorangi Generation the way that he likes God of War. Fair, mm-hmm. I get it. I completely understand. Totally reasonable. There's nothing wrong with that opinion at all. But also, <laughs> we should you should be able to say I think Umorangi Generation is a better game, and here's why and not have that be like controversial and
1: right or be able to yeah approach things from not necessarily your own perspective like like for example um i am never going to get deep into some of those like sim games that you get into pat like that's just not something i know that's not something sure. that i'm going to do but i can still appreciate talking about them and i can still appreciate um the craft that went into them and why they're really well made even if I'm not going to be reading a 90 page uh, manual. On how <laughs> if to do only something. they were only 90 pages. <laughs>
0: and it's and yeah, it's not like there's no team here. There's no it doesn't doesn't impact anybody if Pat or whoever says Umurangi Generations is better than God of War or yeah. There's and, there's I nothing mean, to fight over. Like who cares? You should
1: also make an argument that God of War is. Better, but it's like you need to have a specific kind of argument. I think. Um, yeah,
2: that's
3: that's kind you, of you like can what you can
0: specific, yeah you like, could totally you argue a, the merits of like oh this game does this better than this game, but
1: like I I like hearing interesting ar- arguments about like this is you know this actually thing is is good or you know uh, interesting readings of of media is interesting, but it's like you need to have basis or a how um you know a perspective
2: is the axe throwing in in god of war better than the axe throwing in vampire survivors
1: oh i thought you were gonna say an umberangi generation I was like I, that was where i, 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 I started to... <laughs> and then i remembered
2: that vampire survivors actually has an axe that you yeah. throw in. Uh-huh, uh-huh.
1: Oh, in vampire survivors the axe is very very satisfying because it goes That's true
2: yeah exactly no, it's it, and and I know that like nothing really prompted this. I'm basing this on a hypothetical argument. Yeah. it's just the kind yeah. of shit that I see.
3: People yeah, about.
1: no, I think and, that. I mean, you still see. I mean, it's 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 why you still see people who, uh, only view AAA games as like the only worthy games of playing, and that like and view indie titles as like lesser experiences or something well, like that. Like
2: and like the culture wars that develop around like oh Microsoft Lloyd Starfield they've got nothing Sony's Sony Sony wins 2022
1: and it's like wh- or, who Or cares? Ooh, do you, like yeah
2: do you hold stock in the company do you are you on their executive team because if not mm-hmm. you shouldn't give a half a fuck if Sony won I mean, anything
0: uh, I mean either way yeah, you that, lost yeah so
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> right and it's like also just like you can acknowledge that the companies who make stuff you like are often n- not good. <laughs> you know, it's like you—you yeah, I... you don't have to like. I don't know, like, like I—I I play a lot of Nintendo games and like a lot of Nintendo properties. Nintendo does a lot of bullshit where you're just like, "What? What the fuck?" It, and you—it's okay to. Um. Like something and look at it critically, or like something and not necessarily like the culture that created it, or the yeah, uh, you know, the existing thing, and you don't have to necessarily like stay in a company, which is still like the weirdest thing for me. It when mm-hmm. it's like, it's like, yeah, you can like a lot of properties that something makes, like. Like I like I like a lot of things that Disney does creatively. They are a fucking evil corporation. <laughs> like, you know, I'm... you can. It's it's okay to have those separate in your mind or yeah, yeah.
2: You would oh, think yeah, Forspoken is still technically come theoretically coming out this year. We didn't see anything from that. And oh, was that like
0: yeah, uh, and that's like that's like a thing where we've seen it like it was delayed, but we've seen yeah. it again and again uh, multiple times. Uh, I'm excited for that game, actually. I, I, I'm uh, curious. I'm, You know, we'll see. Uh, it looks like Re- a like. Uh, Resident Evil 4 Remake being announced that was officially. Cool. Uh, that was very cool. Like, I I feel like it didn't show any, like, yes, like, I'm excited to see it. Because Resident Evil is we knew it probably my, though. yeah, is probably my favorite franchise at the moment just because i think they knock it out of the park more than they don't if you
1: ask me like if you ask me uh what's my favorite franchise i would i'd probably go resident evil just based off of how you um really care about that series and and enjoy most of the games in there and um whereas i I, the only one i've actually played any of, of is resident evil 4 so It'll be interesting to it, see what I, the remakes I, like. I am
0: curious what the actual gameplay for this looks like, um, and how much it differs from the original. Like Because Resident Evil 2 Remake and Resident Evil 2 are very different games, even though they follow the same basic narrative structure. Uh, Resident Evil 4, I assume it's going to, like Remake, it's going to follow the same narrative structure, but it's also, like, gameplay-wise, it's not that far off from what the current like remake games were so why, like what is what was the impetus behind this besides money <laughs> like you know what was the what was the creative impetus behind this uh so, kind of what I'm curious about and we yeah, haven't seen that
1: it would be interesting to see too cuz it's uh you can buy like play Resident Evil 4 on like any device yes. Of all, like it's on everything, yeah. So, like, I feel like it's it's not even just like, oh, you know, we're bringing it to modern consoles. Cause, no, like, yeah, you can play Resident Evil 4 on literally anything, yes. Um, so it's like, what's what are they going to do to make it distinct from the Resident Evil 4 that you can uh buy on Steam currently for uh five dollars, you know? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, uh, it's, it's gonna be a weird one. And I'm trying to think if there's anything else that seemed like out of place or missing. And the one thing I could say, one of the things I could say is Resident Evil Village DLC, which we're still waiting on. But they didn't start developing that until after the game came out because they didn't know how much people were going to like it. Uh, So we're getting VR stuff, but that's, that's, come on. Come on now. Yeah. I think there was something else I was thinking of, but I no Spider-Man uh, updates or anything other than it's coming to PC. But yeah, we'll probably see more of that next year, or maybe later this summer or in the fall. I don't know. But uh, yeah, it's coming eventually. But I think with that, we can wrap up this episode. It's been a while since we've had a meaty news talk. Uh, but thank you all for joining us and thank mm-hmm. you for joining me, Alison and Pat, uh, the listeners. You can find us on Twitter at fixed podcasts or uh, wherever fine podcasts are provided uh, in podcast apps and websites. And you can email us at gaming at fixed space to tell us where God of war Ragnarok is. Uh, what do you think? is a better game than umurangi generations and god of war 2017 2018 that's that's what year it is uh and you can find me andre cole aka the wet gamer aka your partner's favorite band from the mid-2000s on twitter at cool c-o-o-l-s-l-4-w where i'll be nursing a pinched nerve uh allison where can people find you you
1: can find me on twitter at w-r-i-t-e-r-s-e-r-e
2: Great and Pat. You can find me at BJC Plays. And trying to land an F eighteen on a, a super carrier.
0: Uh, it, what the F eighteen in the game doesn't have a
2: autopilot? It does. Well, they okay, put but it
0: you, in. You just want you want to do it
2: without. You want to... Yeah, you gotta you gotta you can't you gotta be able. Look, computer systems fail. You gotta learn yeah, to do it true. yourself. It's true because you never know. Very very
0: true. Well uh Hopefully, you survive this landing. And thank you to Jeff Davis uh, at Stranger Peace for our theme music. Uh, you can find them on pretty much all the main social media networks Twitter, Twitch, and uh, TikTok. So, the, the three T's. And uh, we'll be back next week with another episode of the Gaming
3: Podcast. Stay wet, gamers.